everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Life Loading Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm your co-host, Sky, And I'm your co-host, Susan. How are you today, Sky? I'm a little sick, Susan, so I apologize if anyone listening to this can hear the congestion in my voice, but we are surviving, and I'm coming down from an awesome weekend that I know we'll talk about a little bit, so I'm hanging in there. I'm resting as much as I can and still happy we were able to record today, and it's nice to see your face. We have not spoken because we've both been so busy, so um, I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm very good. I feel well-rested. I'm not going to lie this morning. It was the first day I got up early in like four days, three or four days. And I was like, ooh, like, I was like, I don't like this. And then I did my routine. I was like, oh, I love this. But I was this morning. I was like, maybe Sky's on to something with this whole like normal sleep schedule. I was like, I would love to sleep till six. But like I said, I'm glad I got up. I got four and a quarter miles in running and I've walked like five miles this morning. That's amazing. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you've chilled and that you've slept in <laughs> and like, it's nice to have the balance. You can't do it all every day. No. And that was, it was, it was nice. And I didn't feel, I'm getting to a place where I don't feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. I used to feel really guilty if I didn't get up. And now I'm just like, no, like rest is as ju- part of the process. And it's very important too. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about our weekends. How was your weekend? It was great. So as you know, well, at the end of last week's episode, I forgot what Sunday was. I was like, what are you talking about, Sky? <laughs> um, it was our first wedding anniversary, which was great. But let's back up. So Saturday, we hosted our housewarming party. And Sky, when I tell you this house came to life, like it was like this house had been sleeping for years. And it just was filled with people and laughter and noise and food. We had so much food. Um, and it was great to see family and friends and just have a party. And it was awesome. It was the weather was perfect. The company was amazing. It was couldn't have asked for a better turnout. Um, And then we have a tradition of well, now it's a tradition because we've done it twice now. On our wedding night, we stayed up obviously late and we went to bed around one. And we ended up opening all of our presents in the middle of the night. It was like Christmas. It was so much fun. We were just like little kids. And Chris had said he was like, I kind of want to do that again this year. So we had had the party Saturday and then it was 1am when we went to bed and Chris was like, let's do our presents. And I was like, okay. So we did our presents to each other. And then people ended up bringing us gifts, which I didn't expect. I had no, yeah. I would have said no gifts. Like we're good. Just, we want to hang out with people. Um, but our friends and family were very generous and showered us with gifts. So we opened our cards and our gifts and it was just a nice tradition to do it in the middle of the night. Cause as you all know, I'm not a night owl. That is not me or Chris. We're grandparents. Like we go to bed at 8 p.m. But so that was really fun. Sunday, we had breakfast with two other couples, which was great. And then we ran up to Canada and helped my in-laws take out the dock, which I was dreading all week. I begged for us to do it another weekend, but they were like, we just got to get it done. Um, And it actually worked out great because our neighbors helped. So it was like, half if not more like more than half the work and the lake was the warmest it had been all summer I don't know what it was but I was really worried about that I was like I don't want to get cold um but it was great and so we got it done really fast and then we came home and cleaned because our house well not so much the house but the porch was trashed um all in good fun it was so worth it so we cleaned and reset for the week and that was that it was I got to spend all my time with my person so even though it was crazy and busy it was so worth it how was 
your weekend because you had a lot of fun stuff too. We did. I feel like, were you the one that said, or either you or Anna Kate said you literally just crammed like an entire summer bucket list into one weekend. And it really (laughs) felt like that. I don't know. Like we had like one thing and then more stuff just kept getting added on. And I was so proud of myself because I am like, I think I can come across as very extroverted, but I really am not. And the fact I never said no this weekend, I was like, we're fully in. Like if someone wants us to do something like we're in, we do it. And I don't regret it. Like I'm exhausted now, but it was so much fun and it was great. Um, so I guess this kind of began Thursday for me last week. This was like the past five days have been insanity. Thursday, I faced so many fears and I drove I've driven here in Italy a bunch, like very short distance, like from the apartment to the rink, things like that. But Thursday was the first time I drove to an away game. So it was like an hour and a half drive. I drove with one of the other girlfriends and we had basically never met before. So that was like another layer of this was like, okay, like my social anxiety was like, we got to make friends with this girl and drive. So it was all the things. It went so well. She's fantastic. The drive went well. So that was great. That was Thursday. Friday um, was supposed to be like a very quiet dinner Friday night, and we ended up at dinner with the entire team. So that was a little (laughs) unexpected. Um, But again, it was great. I hadn't really seen a lot of the guys since being back. So craziness, but it was fun. And then Saturday was a home game. So um, they won the game in overtime. So it was a crazy game. Everyone was in really good spirits. And then we went out and had um, a drink after. So again, just like not even so much like time with just Nick. It was, which would have, like you said, it would have been very different, like just being with your person. But this was time with like the entire hockey team and their spouses. So just a lot of time with a lot of people, but it was good. And I, I feel like I was gathering like good tips for this episode, like during all this craziness. It's like, we can, like, there's ways to manage how you feel, even when you're in situations with like so many people. Um, And then Sunday was like the big crazy day. We had our engagement photos on, I guess it was like early afternoon on Sunday and they went so well. They, he said it was going to be two weeks before we get them back, which I'm like, oh my God, can that be here now? And I cannot wait to see them. He was so sweet. He took like, I had like Pinterest pictures and I didn't realize he, he screenshotted them so he could look at them during the photo shoot and make sure we got every pose I wanted. And I wanted like very candid, like photos that just like showed us not like super posed. And I think that's like a lot of people's visions, um, definitely like the trend right now, but I just wanted things that like show us as a couple and he said after he was like you guys were having so much fun like it was so fun to shoot you two like you can tell the happiness in your faces is what he kept saying so I'm like that's what I wanted like it was perfect and the lighting we were worried about the lighting and the wind and all the things but it all worked out so it went so well and then I literally changed my clothes in a McDonald's parking lot and we went straight to this like big horse race it was the biggest one of the season with once again the entire team and it's like I felt like the entire city of Murano was there it was so busy and we did like the horse race things watch the horse race and then went out to dinner this was now the second time we tried to have a chill dinner and ended out with the entire team restaurant <laughs> and they're like oh we're all outside like come outside and it's like okay so that was like a three hour long dinner that was crazy and just I mean, when you get all these hockey people together and it's just, it always ends up being like a thing. So it was fun. And again, like no complaints, like you said too, like it it was crazy and it was, but no complaints. And then yesterday we went to a lake like two hours away, um, Lake Bryas, which we were planning on doing. And even with the craziness of the weekend, I was like, I don't want to skip this because it was going to be so special. And it was, and that was just the five of us that we had really been looking for. <laughs> 
time with um, other North Americans, which is it. I love being able to meet the locals and spend time with the locals here. But there is something special about like being able to connect with people with like similar backgrounds that like we're all kind of thrown into this new culture and being able to just like understand what the other one's going through. So, yeah, it was so much craziness, but I made a new friend in the five days and so many good memories. So I can't complain. But That's was- amazing. So <laughs> I actually didn't tell you this because it was just a busy weekend yes. and this is the perfect time because I get to capture your reaction. So we made a friend, we made friends at the last wedding we went to, Emma and Andy. I know yes. they listen. So you shout talked, out to you. You talked about her. I specifically remembered. Yes. She was wearing the Barbie pink. Yes. Dress, yes. Yes. Which also shout out. She got me a Barbie mug. Oh, and it, it's so cute. Um, so Andy knows Nick through a friend. What? What are the odds? He goes, he was saying something along the lines of Sky, who you do the podcast with. He was like her fiance, Nick. He was like, one of my buddies is like best friends with him from UNH or something along those lines. He knows someone who knows one of his close friends was close to Nick or is close to Nick. And I was like, shut up. Oh my God. That's too cool. Small world. Small world. Wow. Okay. I want to dig into that with you after because that's interesting. Yes, we can. But I forgot to tell you. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I love that. Oh, okay. I want to, I want to talk more about that with you. That's, I always love, like, even here, like if we're able to like make connections or like, it makes the world seem smaller. Like it makes everybody seem a little closer, you know, like, cause I couldn't be there with you this weekend, but like, there's a, there's a connection. There's a line. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, but before we jump into our topic, which is yes. friendship this mm-hmm. week, we have our question of the week that we skipped yes, last week. Yes. We were just catching up. Um, so the question of the week is what is your song for the week? Oh, Susan, it's like you did this purposely for me. <laughs> Susan has coined um for me that I am in my fearless era, and I really feel like that could oh, not be wow. my thing. And so Fearless, I feel like has been my song of the year, but especially over this past like two weeks being back in Italy, like fearless for sure. It's it's yes. what about you? Mine is Homesick by Noah Kahn, and it's because it literally describes northern New England, and it's like, one of his lines in that song is, time moves so slow, I can feel my organs failing, and it makes me laugh because life is so much slower up here in the mountains, and I love that. Like, that's why we decided to stay, and that's why we bought a house here, Um, and it just, it's one of those. There's some songs that literally strikes a chord in my soul. Like it makes me stop dead in my tracks and it's just either a line or the way the music's played. And that is one of those songs and it just feels like it's fall in yeah. lyric. So I am have that on repeat. That song and then You're Gonna Go Far. Is that yes. I, Susan, I cannot listen to that song. Like if you think about it from the perspective of like, being the person who moved away yeah all your, oh no I like ball I cannot listen to that song it I love like, dial drunk is good too but so spot on like like you said his yeah. lyrics are so accurate like he really like <laughs> touch like he said he's he touches deep <laughs> yep <laughs> um oh and why don't we do our current reads kind of grouped with this yep. love it I am still on things we left behind the third knockdown book it's so good. And then I I haven't re- – I read today, this morning, but it had been, like, 
I mean, I probably three or four days, Couple days. Bed, just with being sick. I don't want to read before bed, just all the things, but I'm kind of happy that it's this book that I'm still reading. Cause it's one that I'm happy to like spend more time on. Cause I think if I had the time, I would have sat down and read it in three days. So yes. I'm loving it though. Like if you haven't read that series, it's, I know we've talked about it before, but it's. Excuse me. Peggy. <laughs> What are you reading? <laughs> I'm reading A Flicker in the Dark, and that was what? Maggie, no, we just went outside. We're not doing this. It's very rude. Um, so we read A Flick. I'm reading A Flicker. Maggie, stop. You're going to be excused from the studio. <laughs> stop. You don't ever do this. I'm reading A Flicker in the Dark <laughs> and it was on my TBR list and then it was on Kindle Unlimited. So I was so excited to get it for free. Yep. Um, and it's amazing. It's it's not at all what I was expecting. I don't know what I thought I was getting myself into, um, but it's actually very much like, who do I love? Frida McFadden. Oh. It's a very Frida, but it's only from one person's perspective. Um, and it's it's spooky. It's eerie. And I really like it. Good. All right. I'll add it to my, that's the best when a TBR book ends up on Kindle Unlimited. That's the yeah. best. So yeah. I'll add that to my list of flicker in the dark. Very so good. for, I feel like we wanted, we had talked about wanting to do this episode last week. And then with the craziness of both of our weekends, I feel like this is perfect to kind of dive into like handling so much social interaction and like how you kind of keep yourself sane when you like are mm -hmm. on and all the things and then kind of mix in with that making new friends because I think that's been something we've both been kind of yeah absolutely so for my for like my first little note I had for making friends was just be kind be bold and don't take it too seriously because if someone doesn't jive with you if they don't like you if you're like trying to make a friend with them and they just aren't having it whatever like you probably don't want to be their friend anyways if they're gonna like shut you down and not be kind yep. so it's just a really easy it's not a big deal like either they're gonna stick around or they're not and it's not like if they do stick around and they add benefit and like richness to your life awesome if they don't it's okay you try and it's one of those things that if I got shut down then I was done like I was like okay I want to go home I don't like this and I was so self-conscious about it but that's a big thing. We've talked about embarrassment on the podcast before. If you take away, like your, I don't know how to say this. If you take away your ability to be embarrassed, mm -hmm. then the whole thing becomes so much easier. And that's tough. And that takes practice. But being able to laugh at yourself or not even laugh at yourself, but just like people will not be able to embarrass you if you don't give them that power. Exactly. Like literally, like I'm so many social situations, like let's say anything happens, if you react and turn bright red and you're like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. Now everyone else can do it. But if you're like, oh, I made a mistake, move on. Everyone else is like, well, this, we, there's no more entertainment if we make fun of her. Like she already, right. she already decided like you get to make the first call. So are you going to make the call that like, this is going to be such a big deal and we're going to be so embarrassed or is it going to be like, oh, bloody, like move on. So exactly. I love that. That's like such a perfect thing to go into any new situation with. Yeah. And I think it's just, it makes it easier and it makes it more fun because like at the end of the day, Chris, you, in any of these situations where I'm making new friends, nine times out of 10, Chris is there in some capacity, mm -hmm. but 
as in within our relationship, it's my job to kind of like go out and field yep. who we're going to be friends with. And then I bring them back and it's like, okay, do we jive all four of us or if it's a couple situation? Um, and that's been, it's really nice. And yeah. we are always like, oh, we want more friends. Chris and I's like dream. I, it's because we want to fill this house with people and we just want like entertainment and we want, or we want to entertain. And Chris always like, we need, we need more couples. It's like, dude, there's not that many people in the geographic area that we live in. Um, so when we do find couples, of course, they're always long distance, but it's fine. Um, because then when we do get to see them, it's even more special. Yep. Yep. I totally get that. One of mine was, of course, kind is never wrong, which you kind of already went into. And we've done so much on this. So it's not not (laughs) worth going into a ton here, but it is just such a good reminder that like, if you go into a new situation with someone and you are kind, like then you can walk away knowing like whatever happens going forward, like you're in the clear, like you did what you could, you were kind to that person. And kind of with what you're saying, you're kind to yourself too. Like don't beat yourself up if you didn't make that connection or if you didn't say exactly what you wanted to say like if you were kind like that it's enough it's literally all you have to do and that's like that's like the number one thing I carry with me when like meeting new people and like trying to form new connections kindness is literally what brought Emma and Andy to us the couple that stayed here because she complimented me on my dress and I was like I had said to Chris when they walked in I was like I need to talk to her because she has a Barbie pink dress and he literally looked like Ken I was like I need to talk to them. And so by her giving me a compliment, it opened the gate because I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to talk to you. And then we found each other a couple of other times through the night and we were talking about it this weekend. I was like, you guys are like, you guys have balls. You met us once and then you're going to come stay with us. Like we could be axe murderers. Obviously we're not, but it's like, that takes guts to like just meet someone and then like come to a party where they don't know anyone and hang out. Like I love, I love them, but I love that they were bold enough and like brave enough really to come do that. Like that's a social setting. That's like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could drag Chris and I to someplace that I don't know anyone. Well, and the confidence too, in that, like, I think like, so looking from Emma's perspective on this, like she met, you guys met, you had a great connection. And then she clearly, you invited her to your party and clearly she liked you enough when you guys met (laughs) one time that she was like, I want to go to this party and I want to do this. And your confidence in return of inviting her to this party, like you both kind of had to put yourselves out there and say like, Hey, I know we only met once and like, this might be too fast or too weird or whatever, but like, I want you to come to my party. And you both were like, totally good about just jumping in and being like, we formed this connection. It's okay. Like, I think that's sometimes the hardest thing too, is you don't want to like come across as too much or like, I don't like if, if this person didn't vibe as much as you vibe with them or whatever, but you guys both just jumped in and that's where the connection formed so easily. Cause you both were just fully honest and just confident in yourselves and in the connection. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for that. And that wouldn't, I don't think any of it would have happened had we not been like willing to just be like, okay, like we're going to be friends. And that honestly goes back. This was one of my like last notes actually, but it's don't hold on to someone just because of how long you've known them. And I have found that so much in the last, honestly, the last year Mm -hmm. I had like a really tough friend breakup with someone who I was friends with from my childhood And then within that space, I ended up meeting, not because of that, but with having that space after we weren't friends anymore, I made like three friends that are so close to me in such a, such a small period of time. And I think that that definitely goes back to like, 
when you make a childhood friend, you're learning how to be a friend, first of all. But then as you grow up, your expectations of your friends change. And I feel like that also kind of loops into my whole boundaries spiel. But it's just like as establishing what you expect from a friend and then communicating that. And that's, I think, the recipe to keeping a friend and having a really like authentic, real friendship. Mm-hmm. I agree. I completely agree. I think, yeah, no, I point that. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I think um, one thing, sometimes if I, I've been, I get thrown into these situations a lot just with Nick's career that it's like, okay, like, here's the girlfriend, go, like, time to be friends. And it's like, it happens, happened last season, happened the season before that, it happens this season. And it's just for someone who's had the same friends from literally, like, elementary school. And then, like, I added, I think, two or three friends from college. And (laughs) I've never been someone that has like a ton, big, big friend group, first of all, or like a ton of friends. I just have usually stuck with the people I've known for a long time. So it's a big difference. And one thing that I try and just stick to is if you're meeting someone new, just ask them about themselves and about them. Yes. Because if you get stuck and you're like, oh my God, I don't know how to keep this conversation going, which is another thing, like silence is okay. Like if you're meeting someone new, you don't know each other. So if you don't have something to say, it's very okay to just sit there, which I think is something too that I get nervous and I'll just keep talking and it's okay to sit. But if you want to keep that conversation going and you don't want to like just sit there and ramble about yourself, talking or asking someone about anything about them, like where'd you grow up? Do you have siblings? Like any of these little things, people love to talk about themselves. And in reverse too, like I always feel like so appreciated if someone new asks about me. Like even though I met a coach this past weekend, Nick's coach for his team, and he immediately shook my hand and was like, where are you from? Like, and it was just like, oh my God, like now you've expressed to me that you actually care enough to get to know me. And it's so easy to like have those cues for people to show that you care enough and want to form that connection. So I try and do that in reverse because it can be so intimidating to meet somebody new, especially when you are thrown into those friendships where like it's not, as organic when you're like, okay, we have this mutual reason to be friends. Now let's see if we actually want to be friends. But it's such an easy way to see if it's going to work is just ask about them instead of sitting there and rambling about yourself, like include them in the conversation. Yes. And then there's so many connections, like the whole small world thing we were talking about earlier. You get someone talking about themselves and then you have a conversation because it's like, okay, I can connect to you with this or this and I have this in common. And it's, that's where friendships are made. Exactly. And you make people feel from experience of people doing it to me. I know that you make people feel comfortable if you sit there and say something about them. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want me included in this. And that's what happened on Thursday. We sat in the car. We had met one time before and we sat there. We realized like we have so many similarities in our lives. And this was like, the easiest drive of my life because I wasn't even worried about the fact that I'm driving on a highway in Italy because I'm just getting to know this new girl who we became like great friends by the end of the night. And it's, 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 it, and I think for me, like where I definitely recharge in silence and like recharge by being alone, not necessarily in silence, but like my battery, I was able to really like maintain it because I like had these skills going into it of like, okay, like, you know, it's okay if there's no talking, it's okay. Just ask about her. Like it's, I think, I don't know if like two years ago, I could have done that all this weekend with like meeting new people, you know? So it's just being confident in yourself, I think is another, like, I think that's kind of the underlying theme with all of what we've been saying today. 
is like going into a new friendship, already being confident with like who you are. And like you said, what you're looking for out of that friendship. Doubting yourself and having anxiety are the biggest energy suckers. Mm -hmm. And I feel like to the reverse of that, like what you're saying, that's why you can like have your social battery last so long. And then just being patient too. Cause then when you in the relationships that you do have established, because I feel like when you're meeting someone and you're making new friends, it's very honeymoon phase of sorts. And then you have like your established relationships with your family members and that sort of thing where there's depth and layers of all sorts of things. And I find that my social battery drains quicker with established friendships. And I don't know why. I don't know. It would take a lot of delving into. Um, But I think it's, I think a lot of it too is my own like projection. Cause like, I know that I'm a very different person today, even than I was last year. And I think a lot of people meet me with who they knew me as last. And that's not the same version. So I feel like a lot of times I'm fighting not literally fighting, but fighting with who they think I am versus who I feel today or who I am today. And because of all you're able to just introduce yourself as this new version of yourself. Yes, exactly. I think for me, I definitely get more exhausted quick. Like the social battery drains quicker with new people because I feel like I think I definitely have noticed. I've noticed this for a long time, but especially this weekend, I I'm the person that will continue the conversation. And I don't know if that's a good or bad yeah. thing, but I think like <laughs> in the dinner tables growing up, like me and my dad would have the majority of the conversation going, just we're the talkers. And so I think with new people, I want to keep the conversation going. So I think I drain faster because I I know like with you, I can rely on you to like keep the conversation going or like other friends or family, whatever. But with new people, it's like, oh, I want to make sure everyone's involved and everyone feels like yeah. part of the conversation. So I definitely take on that role, but um, it's not a bad thing. But it is interesting to have such a different perspective on that between the two of us. Yeah. So how do you set boundaries with your friends? Setting boundaries with, I think, setting boundaries with friends, I start with myself. And I think mm-hmm. meeting new people One of the biggest things I have more recently been doing, and it really has helped me, is pacing myself both with alcohol, because I think a lot of social situations involve alcohol, and just in general pacing yourself. And I noticed Sunday night, we there was a lot of lot of wine going around the table. And I remembered thinking, like, if I stop drinking now, I'm going to be perfectly fine to remember everything from this night and feel perfectly fine tomorrow and not have any form of anxiety and with meeting new people, I was like, I want to drink so much less than I even would at any other situation because you want to be able to, I want to, I want to be in control of the situation with especially new people. So pacing myself with alcohol and also pacing myself where if I need to exclude myself from the conversation, which I did a few times, I was still sitting at the table, but I either would just like sit back and like kind of not listen to anything and just zone out and then be able to come back in. And it's kind of like a mini recharge, honestly. And then like, like just talking to one person instead of the whole group, things like that, just, or getting up to go to the bathroom, whatever it is, just finding different ways to pace yourself. And then I think in turn, that's kind of a boundary I can set with friends too, is like, now I have all these good like skills for myself. And then I feel fine. If someone's like, do you want to get another drink? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like I'm, this is where I'm at. And I think with friends that I I feel like setting boundaries with new friends is so difficult because you because you have to get to know their style before yeah. you know, like how you can not push 
Nah, push isn't the right word, but how you can kind of like form how that friendship is going to be. But I know with friends I have, I think for me, what's worked the best is just like brutal honesty. And I think maybe yeah. that's why I've had the same four friends since elementary school. <laughs> or whatever. But you know what? It works for me. And I think we've talked about this so much too, is the honesty of like either, hey, I'm exhausted and I can't do this today. Or hey, like this upset me and here's why or whatever it is like honesty for me is the number one way and it goes both ways like if someone's upset with me and I can tell I think that empath energy like gets to me because I'm like oh my god like I did something or even if it's not about me like the open honesty is like the number one way to maintain and grow friendships because I will always I would always rather know than not know so the honesty I think that's like the number one boundary I said is just communication yeah, that was mine too, was clear expectations and communicating mm-hmm. because I've had a, not just one friend, but multiple friends in the past probably two weeks have like sent me a big long thing, whether it's like a voice message or a big text message, just about anything in their lives. And then they always apologize. They're like, I'm sorry if you like, you couldn't handle that right now, or if you not handle it, like if you didn't have time to get to this or anything. And I always respond. I'm like, you don't ever need to apologize for reaching out to me. If I don't have the mental or energetic capacity to like give you a wholehearted response, I'm not going to open it. Like I will get to it when I get to it. And I used to feel so obligated to any text message, any phone call. Like there are some days I just let my phone ring, whether it's my grandparents or my parents or my best friends. Like there are some days I just don't have it in me. I'm like, I will call them back tomorrow or maybe even in a couple of hours, but I can't do it right now. And just being setting that boundary for yourself and then kind of showing it as an example for your friends. Yeah. Just giving myself the grace to a not feel guilty and be, it's like, I know I've said this on the podcast too before, but it's like getting a text message is like a friend putting a gift on your bed and then hiding in the closet and then getting mad at you for not opening it the second you walk through your door. And that's so true. And since I've heard that analogy, it's like, okay, I don't, I'm, I don't have to deal with any of this until I'm ready. And that has been very, very nice because most of my, the majority of my friends are long distance, Mm -hmm. if not all of them, other than who lives in the same house as I do. Um, Cause even my local friends, like one of them is living 45 minutes away right now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's text and calling is my primary source of talking, communicating to anyone. Yep. I think now that you say that, another boundary that I didn't even realize I set with friends and family, but I clearly did, was phone calls. I, if someone calls me out of the blue, I will never pick up. Like, never, 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 (laughs) without question, I cannot handle it. It's like, immediately, I think the worst thing just happened. Like, I was sitting at brunch with Sadie back when I was home, and Nick called me. And I was like, oh my god, like, I freaked out. And it was a butt dial. It was nothing. But like <laughs> something about me, like I cannot handle if I don't know you're going to call me ahead of time. Even if it's just you send me a text saying, hey, I have a question. I'm going to call you. And then it's like, okay, I feel prepared, which that's definitely a problem that I could work on. <laughs> we all have our things. We all have our boundaries. But that's one thing is like even my my mom will text me and ask. And Sadie's the one person she will still call because she's like, get over yourself. And I kind of respect that a little bit, but she knows if I don't pick up first, then she has to text me and be like, here's the reason for my call. And, but we all (laughs) have those things with our friends is like, you learn how to live with yourself and then you learn how to live with each other. And I think that like, 
that's why I'm grateful for friends that have been around for so long is because you can have your like weird icks with certain things and people don't like people don't get mad at me for not wanting to pick up the phone because they understand that it's not me being rude or like not wanting to talk to them. It's just like something about me. I can't handle it. So I think that's another boundary. But then your friends like the respect is part of that, too, or your friends respect that like everybody has different needs and interests with yeah you want their friendship to be I agree do you have anything else that that summed up my notes yeah that kind of kind of wraps it up I think our favorites quickly perfect so do you want me to go first or do you want to go, go first it. go for it okay so my favorite well I have two my first favorite was our house being filled with people and love and laughter and all of that good stuff my other favorite was a housewarming slash anniversary gift that my in-laws got us. And if you are watching, you can see it. If you are not watching, this is a photo for like a printed frame oh. and it has on it. And it's the map locations of where we met, where we got married in our first home. So it is super sweet. It was very thoughtful. Like this is the type of gift I would give someone. So like, the fact that I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume my mother-in-law yes. like put the time into this to like get it all set up and ordered on time for like our anniversary and everything. It just meant a lot. Like this is probably one of the most thoughtful gifts I've ever received. And I, I just absolutely love it. Okay. Um, so that's very sweet. And I hung it up myself. I took it off the wall for that purpose and it's in our kitchen. So it's the first thing you see like in our home. And I just, I absolutely love it. I love that. That's so special. I was kind of struggling with a favorite for this week just because my favorite was like this this unit of friends that we're creating here over the past week. Yeah. Like very special. So I think that really is my favorite. But my physical favorite is my Nespresso. I've been away from my Nespresso for a month. <laughs> so I like, I don't know, making coffee is fun. And especially I've been making these like protein coffees that I've talked about in the past. But I'll, I'm especially with the pumpkin pods coming out soon. I'm I'm back on my Nespresso grind. <laughs> That's <laughs> what's your mom? Uh, so mine is actually a quote from a year ago that popped up and then I'll explain why I chose this quote from a year ago my goal is to wake up feeling overwhelmingly thankful about my life and that was something that I had screenshotted a year ago and it came up in my memories and all all weekend I had the recurring thought and I was like I'm just so thankful I'm so happy and I'm so grateful and it was like a year ago at this time, yes, I was happy and I was grateful, but not at a consistent high level like I am now. Like I'm just so, I don't want to say it again, but I'm so happy and grateful. And it kept coming to my head. Like I'm cleaning the house and that's all I hear in my head. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a very peaceful place to be. And I'm humbled by it. As someone that's been with you for over the past year, you can see it in the way you speak, the way you talk, the way you dress, the way you act, like it's, it's clear, which is the best part. It's amazing. I've slowed down. Mm -hmm. And Chris even said it the other day. He was like, you have goals. He's like, but you don't, he's like, not that you're not going after your goals. He's like, you're just so much more graceful about it. And I was like, yes, because I was literally like a bull in a China shop. When I had anything in my head, I just uprooted and destroyed anything in my path to make it happen. And now I just, make my path, do what I want. And I'm just much slower about things, but not in a bad way, not in like a forgetful or lazy way, but a very like, I'm in full control. I enjoy this speed of life. Yep. I'm going to enjoy it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Nice. We have one minute. Less than a minute left. So I'm going to oh go through this. Um, this is a quote Anna Kate sent me. And I was like, this is perfect. So the quote is, work is a wor- rubber ball. If you drop it, it will bounce back. The other four balls, family, health, friends, integrity are made of glass. If you drop one of these, it will be in. Oh, my God. I can't pronounce that word. I'm just going to skip it. If you drop <laughs> one of these, it will be scuffed, nicked, perhaps even shattered. And I think that speaks for itself is like the whole balance. But like there are more important things in your life. And I think we'll end there, which with our episode, that is perfect. (laughs) That is perfect. Like and subscribe, leave us a review, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.